Hello, welcome to The Sip List. I am your host, Amanda, and this is the podcast where we drink wine or whatever and talk about our top five favorites of all the things. And um, wow, this is my third recording in less than 24 hours, so now my voice is starting to feel a little meh, so just ignore that. Um, I'm with Casey today. What's up, bro? What is up, people? Who just got his second Fauci ouchie here in the vaccine club now. Yay! Just waiting for my, as you said earlier, my spidey senses to kick in. Yep. Uh, that microchip, I'm telling you, it's going to it's gonna change your life. I already feel a million times smarter <laughs> and more trackable. Hey, if it works, it works. I'm willing to do my part. I feel I feel confident knowing that I'm being watched every second of every day. I mean, in fact, yeah. I'm performing for the microchippers. They they like what they see. <laughs> because let's be honest, if that was the case, it wouldn't just be the current regime that was microchipping and watching everybody. Big Brother's been around forever. <laughs> Two words, people: cell phones. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually got into it with somebody at work the other day. Guy probably not even six months past 24 years old. And he's like, oh, vaccine, all they want to do is microchip you so they can trace you. And blah, 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 blah. I'm like, dude, seriously, what is that rectangular thing in your freaking hand? Right. My phone. I'm like, do you not think they can freaking track you with your freaking cell phone if they really, really want to? Right. Oh, people are. You know what? Just go watch the movie Enemy of the State, and that movie came out in like the '90s. So it's not like, even if we were being microchipped, which we're not. Come on, let's be honest. The government can track whatever they want to track. They're they're smart cookies over there, and you know, especially if you have a cell phone, you've given up all rights to privacy. So I'm assuming because it's, you know. 10 o'clock 10 o'clock in the morning at your house and you just got your vaccine that you're not drinking anything alcoholic but do you have anything next to you that you're enjoying this morning i actually have a nice big fat tall bottle of water because yes last thing they tell us before they ship us out of the long lines of people getting their shot is make sure you drink lots of water yes stay hydrated um, well, I am actually indulging in a famous Amanda Mimosa, which there are two versions of. So the Amanda Mimosa used to be a full glass of champagne with like a dropper of orange juice. So that, <laughs> that was, <laughs> you okay there? <laughs> yeah, I actually kind of choked on my orange juice. <laughs> that was called the Amanda Mimosa. But now I have come up with a newer version which luckily involves a little less champagne and it. So I don't really like orange juice. So that's part of the reason. And really I just want the champagne, but it's socially acceptable to have orange juice in it. So now I do when I can a mix of uh, champagne and the Italian orange San Pellegrino. And it is, it's legit. It's so good. Doubling down on your buzz. Are you? So that's no, well, that's just sparkling water. Oh, well, but yeah, that's so that's what I'm having, but it has to be just the orange, which here I can only find it at Central Market. So I can't just go buy it every day because the closest one's like 30 minutes away. So, um, so yeah, but it's without in the sticks. I'm not in the sticks. They just this particular San Pellegrino is not sold at any stores near me. I don't know why. They have all the the blends, like the orange and peach and the the pear and orange and the blood orange and, <clears throat> excuse me, none of those are the same as just the, the I don't, I can't say the word, but it's the Italian word for orange, or orangetta, or I, I don't know, but anyway, it's, it's good. Yeah, I, I'm not bilingual. And it's good by itself too, honestly. So yeah, that's what I'm having. And why not? It's Friday. I'm off work. I got this to do. I got to take the dog to the vet. And later, later, I got to go get Abby. So if there is any kind of buzz, which I'm not shooting for, it'll be gone by then. So not like the last time we recorded an episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times. Yeah, that, that was fun. Yeah, I'm sure you, yeah, I'm sure you enjoyed it. <laughs> you did too. 
Yo, I always re- enjoy recording the sip list. Thank you. God. You know, if the 17 people that listen were offended by my my tipsiness, then they're in the wrong place anyway, honestly. <laughs> well, to, to, no offense. It's, it's to, in the name. <laughs> no, yeah, I was going to say no offense to the dozens, but come on, people. You're listening to a podcast called the Sip List. What the hell are we going to be sipping? With with a, a glass of wine in the logo. So you know exactly. what you're you know what you're getting into. Well, it's not always wine that you'd be sipping, but you know That's true. That's true. Most of the time, but you gotta keep it fresh. Yes. Oops, crap. <laughs> okay. Did you take your glass? No, I I dropped my pen and it hit my glass. Oh. Um, yeah. So we are today finishing up our movie theme song series, uh, finally. And we're tackling 2000 to present. And I'm glad we saved this one for last just because it's the most current. Yeah. I, I had a little bit of a hard time with it um, for different reasons, but I think I've got a pretty solid list going. So, yeah. I mean, my list this time out, I, I still have the ever famous um, conundrum going on as to I'm not, I have it locked in. Two songs are kind of floating back and forth between two spots, but same. Me too. <laughs> luckily for me, it's not the top of the list this time, and it's not freaking Mr. Sandman. <laughs> I was like, did you double check all your songs to make sure they actually came from the movie you think they came from? Yes. <laughs> okay. Ha 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 ha. Well, we'll get this one out of the way fairly early. So, okay. Good time. So we, again, are excluding Disney movies and um, We're gonna let me double it, check. Disney and Pixar. Uh, well, yeah. Um, can I make a, I should have asked this question a little while ago before cool. I started putting my list together, but um, are we including in Disney recently acquired Disney properties? Um, like, like uh, superhero stuff or, or Star Wars stuff? Would you, any of the stuff like that they recently purchased, like Lucasfilm and Marvel and blah, no, blah, blah. I don't think so because because that one, just gave one of mine away. Well, well, it might have gave one of mine away, but it's one that I'm debating whether or not to put on the list. So, yeah, no, I think that's cool. I was just more thinking of um, and you feel the love tonight whistle while you were blah 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 but yeah right well so disney type themes the one that i'll just say the one that i excluded that probably wouldn't have been my number one but would have been in the top three is happy from despicable me too so i that i i excluded that because it's not disney but i know it's i don't know one of those pixar whatever it is i think anyway Yeah, yeah okay so Let's start, and I, of course, will let you go first. What is your number five? Well, I mean, let's just get it out of the way right now. I'm going to lock it in. Um, Black Sabbath, the theme, well, not necessarily. This point has been argued amongst people that it (laughs) is the theme of said movie and not the theme of said movie, but it's the freaking name of the damn movie, so... We're going right. to go with Iron Man from the movie Iron Man. Okay. Yeah. See, no, I, I wouldn't have excluded that. So good. Good job. Um, yeah. I mean. What... By the way, pause. How many do you think we're going to have in common? Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, one. Well, maybe two. Maybe two. I think one definitely, possibly two. So, yeah. Yeah, one definitely. And I think we even we both know what we're talking about, I'm pretty sure. So I don't know if we'll have it as the same number, but I'm pretty sure. I think the one that I'm pretty sure of is probably within one spot of each other if it's not the same spot. So either way. Cool. Um, Unpause. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Iron Man. Good song. And why would it not be the theme of the movie? It's the name of the movie. <laughs> well, yeah, I actually had people tell me that freaking um ACDC. Yeah. What what song is that? Thunderstruck? Is that the song? It's in the movie? I, I thought it was back in black, but Oh, it probably is. I don't know. I get them all mixed up. <laughs> I, 
It's like, seriously, come on, people. The name of the song is Iron Man. Right. The name of the movie is Iron Man. <laughs> it's like, shut up. Right, right. You're going to come with me with a freaking argument. Make sure it's an intelligent argument. Yeah. No, that's a good, that's a good song. Um, so I will say just for um, giving a heads up on my list that all of my choices were songs that were either written for the movie or came out close to around the same time as the movie itself. Yeah. Well, there's so, a big gap in between the release of Iron Man. and the Obviously. <laughs> Which that's cool. I mean, I just, cause honestly I started getting into, you know, guardians of the galaxy, which is like one of the best soundtracks ever. Mm-hmm. And all the songs are old, but you know, you could make an argument for come and get your love. I mean, God, I love that song. Well, yeah, that basically freaking. Sorry if that's on your list, shit. <laughs> no, actually, I only had one super. Right, well. one honorable mention, honorable mention, three, four, two, one. Nope, that. Yep, yeah, I only had one superhero movie on my list, and that was Iron Man. Tony Stark. So mine was gonna be, and I'm not gonna include it in my top five. Um, I'm just gonna say it because it kind of goes along with your pick here. Was um pray for me from black panther is that i love that movie i love that song Um, yeah yeah i I, it was getting consideration from me trust me and i didn't even think of excluding like you know because it's because marvel's owned by disney i didn't even think about that so that was one that i was contemplating leaving in the top five but i also have two others that i i was having a hard time with these last three so I'm just saying that one just to say it. I'm kind of cheating, but there you go. <laughs> um, so, okay. Split split second decision here. Game time decision. What's number five and what's an honorable mention? Okay, here we go. <laughs> um, so my number five is the love theme from the 2001 movie Moulin Rouge, and it is Come What May. So this song was actually written for Romeo and Juliet, um, but I think, I don't know, I don't really know how it got saved or put into Moulin Rouge, um, but Ewan McGregor and Nicole Kidman do such a good job, and I love that movie. It's so good, and it's such a beautiful song. It really is. I love that movie. And and that was the time, it was one of those movies that I never thought that I would enjoy watching, because... yeah. Well, Boz Lerman is, I think he's a genius. And I know that Jen and I have talked about this in prior episodes, but, you know, this movie and The Great Gatsby, um, which a song from that was on my list too, but not in my top five. Like there's just so many, his movies are so good and like visually stimulating and the music's always good and, you know. Well, and that's the key to being an iconic director is... You've got to be able to create mesmerizing images, even if, you know, you're just making a movie like I'm not trying to put movies down. But OK, say a rom-com like freaking 10 things I hate about you. Right. I love you that movie. <laughs> well, yeah, most people do. But yeah, if you can't keep the audience's attention, then really, what the hell are you doing? Right. And he's very, you know, um, I don't want to say similar in the style, but he's unique, kind of like Tim Burton, where he's mm-hmm. got a style that you can usually pick up on right away that it's him. Like, Yeah, if you were to literally sit down and watch one of his movies and not know that it was one of his movies, if you know his style, you're going to know almost immediately that that's a bad movie. Right. I mean, Romeo and Juliet, Moulin Rouge, and Great Gatsby, you you can definitely tell that all of those were done by the same guy. And it's yeah. awesome. So, yeah. All right. Well, what's your number four? Well, let's be honest. Why the hell are we going to leave this movie? And I'm going to go the other direction, but stay with the same movie. And why not Lady Marmalade? <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's a good one. I thought of that. And I mean, did you just pick it for the music video? Come on. <laughs> Moi, I'm a guy. Well, what no. guy did not put that video in their spank bang? I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, I'd put it in mine. Look, Shit, look, look, <laughs> those women look, are hot. <laughs> who the what four singers in that music video? Well, the the song are, but yeah, the yeah. Music, um, 
Yeah. I was no. a 12 year old when that came out. And, <laughs> oh, reminiscing. Ah, uh, yes. I mean, and, you know, it's that's a powerhouse of female singers. So, yeah. you know, it's it, not a brand new song, obviously, but the redone from Roulon Rouge, you know, the video is obviously amazing, but, you know. Yeah. Christina Aguilera, Lil' Kim, Pink, Maya. Yeah. And Miss, Missy Elliott's in it too, right? Or I can't remember. Maybe not. I can't remember. Either way. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, even to go back to the whole video thing, it's like, yo, my early 20s, yeah, Pink and Christina Aguilera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Whoa. Pink was dirty hot. <laughs> Until Christina came out with Dirty. Yeah. Ugh. Then she got all freaking naughty hottie. Yeah. Uh, Half-dressed in a boxing ring. Like, what guy isn't going to love that? (laughs) You know what you were doing? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Us women usually do know what we're doing. Yes. So. (laughs) That point is debatable. Eh. Just Uh, kidding. Love to all the listeners. Because I've also looked at my audacity or anchor stats and... I know the breakdown of the demographics as to which gender is most listening to an evening at the movies. So love, love, love the women. There you go. There you go. All right. Good choice. I I like that song a lot too. And I like the original by LaBelle. So it's just a cool song. Exactly. You know, what does the main line of the song translate to? (laughs) I mean, I remember being in middle school and there was girls that were going through that type of phase where they'd come into class singing that song and (laughs) no, no clue. Literature teacher. Like, do you realize what that line of that song translates to? And they're like, no. And like (laughs) explained it and like, Oh, (laughs) I love that episode of friends when they're on the date with the diplomats and and Monica's like, I know a little French. Voulez-vous coucher avec moi ce soir? And he's like, do you know what that means? Yeah. And it's like, no wonder I get such great service at Cafe Maurice. <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, uh, no, but good choice. Good choice. I like that. Okay. So these next four, number one is a lock-in, but I'm going to say, honestly, two, three, and four pretty much tie but I have to put them in order. So since I have to, um, number four is going to be, I think I'm going to get the most obvious one out of the way. It is the theme song from the 2018 remake, A Star is Born, Shallow by Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. That song just gives me chills. It's so good. Not I don't know. Anymore. What? Why? Well, we have one in common. Oh, <laughs> is that the one you were thinking of? That was the one I was almost sure that you and I were going to have in the same spot. Oh, see, that's not the one I thought we were talking about. Now I'm concerned you're not going to have the other one, but I'm glad we have this one in common. Well, um, I mean. So this this is the one you were talking about, uh, it won an Oscar? Yes. Okay. See, I was thinking well, of it. Now you know one. where it falls on my list then. Obviously. So we'll, it's your, we'll your number one. Other listeners, but yeah. I mean. It's a great song. First of all, who knew Bradley Cooper could sing until this movie, you know? And that well, too. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Like, I've listened, you know, if you listen to the whole soundtrack, there's songs that he just sings by himself, and they're just so, like, you know, like, he could be a country music singer, you know? Yeah. No, and I mean, obviously, everybody knew Lady Gaga could sing her ass off, so that literally right. came no shock. But, I mean, it wasn't really the first thing since... I mean, obviously, he's done other things since The Hangover, but let's be honest, how many people immediately, as soon as they hear Bradley Cooper, the first movie they go to is The Hangover? Right. And yeah, I mean, he definitely, he did. I mean, this movie, the original is amazing. This movie was amazing. It's obviously a huge downer. Spoiler alert. Um, But most people who watched it knew what they were getting going in, unless you were just really young. But yeah, to to hear him sing. And then honestly, Lady Gaga is, wasn't really known for her ballads either. Like she's had a couple, but not really. So this was one that was like, you really got to hear her voice without the extra stuff. 
it was just her being raw and it was their chemistry was amazing and yeah just a beautiful song i vaguely remember hearing speculation that i mean the chemistry between the two was so amazing that Mm -hmm. they were hooking up during and after the movie yeah and coincidentally after the academy awards both of them split up with their respective (laughs) i think significant others yeah i was gonna say that's like when the stuff that i had heard really started hitting strong oh i mean maybe they're just she's single Ooh, are they gonna get together they're just good actors and performers i mean i'm gonna lie i felt like i needed a shower after that performance at the oscars but that's their job like you know i mean i'm not gonna lie the whole idea of just because people are that have that kind of chemistry together doesn't mean that they're freaking hooking up right you know guys can be friends with girls and have incredible chemistry yeah like us exactly that was i mean now granted it's not that kind of chemistry like what they had but still they're actors podcast magic but still yeah i mean yeah not to mention i really think the uh rule of joey applies here if they have chemistry on stage that means they're not doing anything off stage (laughs) exactly (laughs) once they've actually had sex all the all the pent-up chemistry is gone so that's how you know that's the rule i'm applying to this situation (laughs) exactly and yeah Anyway, great song, and I guess maybe you can talk about it a little more when we get to it on your list. Um, I planned on it. In the meantime, what's your number three? Um, My number three is a classic country western song by a gentleman nicknamed The Man in Black. From a little biopic movie that I believe you and... Your guest on one of your last episodes of The Sip List discussed because mm-hmm. it stars a incredible female lead actress. Mm-hmm. I mean, I if you don't know by now, I mean, <laughs> freaking walk the line from the movie, walk the line. Yeah. Her and Joaquin Phoenix did just the most amazing yeah. job of doing all those songs. Like he, they both really, really were able to capture both of them as people yeah and i was one of those people that i wasn't 100 percent sold going into the movie as to whether or not joaquin could pull it off yeah uh but yeah i could see that time, who else could pull it off man i don't know and honestly just for future clarification it's not walk it's i walk the line uh, okay and he delivered amazingly in that movie reese delivered an impeccable yeah. performance I think um, if I had to pick one from that movie, I would probably, although, I mean, if we're going with the theme, I guess it would be the title song, but I think either their version of Jackson or his uh, Folsom Prison Blues or whatever, uh-huh. like, yeah, amazing. Which I had thought about too as well, but I just, I figured if I went off the wall too far with that selection, then, you know, you're going to have people, well, how can you pick that song as a the theme of? The theme would be the song titled the freaking movie title. It's like, do we really care about that at this point? I mean, <laughs> it, it is what it is. I mean, I gave Princess Bride a four out of five rating. So. Uh, yeah, there you go. Love you, Kevin. Love you, Kevin. Okay. So my number three, again, all basically tying for the number two spot. Um, this one is kind of it was kind of an overplayed song and kind of a cheesy movie but to me it's a beautiful song and i also walked down the aisle to it at my wedding so i have to include it and it's the song a thousand years from breaking dawn part two so yes it's a twilight movie sorry not sorry <laughs> so the song is in the first it's in I breaking dawn pass only because you walk because you walk down the aisle to it at your wedding i will let you have a pass on that one yeah, bite me. Um, now, I walked down the aisle to the Piano Guys cover of it, which if you have not ever checked out the Piano Guys, do it. You will not be sorry. Might be. Just my arm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah. Anyway. Um, so, on side note, Piano Guys and Vitamin String Quartet. 
if you want to listen to music like covers of songs that are just beautiful music both of those are amazing so the piano guys is obviously mostly piano vitamin string quartet is mostly strings but they do covers of all kinds of pop songs all kinds of any kind of songs and they're beautiful i listen to them all the time so small plug for them i mean if you take the twilight part out of it and you just listen to the lyrics you know the song is so beautiful and it's you know a cliche probably wedding song but for a good reason because the lyrics embody what you're feeling and getting into you know so i was just giving shit because it's from breaking dawn part two i mean you know what twilight is a guilty pleasure of mine and i'm not even sorry i read the books and then when the movies came out i was like the first one i was kind of like but obviously as they got better and got more money and got more popular the movies got better but it's still not for everybody obviously it's a little cheesy but i don't care so this song came out for Breaking Dawn Part 1, and then for Breaking Dawn Part 2, Christina Perry re-recorded the song, and so it was a little bit of a different version, and that's the version I prefer. It has it has extra vocals. It's like a duet with a guy named Steve Kazzy, Kazzy, I don't know. Anyway, so there's two versions of the song. That's the one I prefer more. Obviously, the one I walked down the aisle to was just a piano version, so it didn't matter, but lyrically, the thousand years part two is the better version in my opinion good list or good choice i will give you that one thanks (laughs) okay number two what's your number two i'm starting to get nervous so all things shall be revealed with this one because it's either going to be the one that we already discussed or it will be the other one that i have and my number two is from a semi-popular series of movies from this era of movies entitled see you again from furious seven okay well that's not the one i was thinking of um but that is my number two seriously yes not the one i thought we would have in the same freaking spot but okay i'll take it well what else did you think it was going to be i know that I know what your number one is now. Obviously, we don't have the same number one. Oh, did you think I would have this as number one? No, I thought you and I were going to have the other as number one. Yeah. So you don't have my number one on your list, and I'm very disappointed, but we'll get there. Um, um, May very well still be on my list, just not in a one through five spot. Yeah, if it didn't make the top five, I'm, I'm seriously contemplating your decisions in life. Um, anywho... Yeah, I had a hard so I had a hard time not making this number one, but yeah, oh my god. So let's just we could talk about it together since we well, have it in yeah. the same spot. <laughs> well, because then yeah, we can do both of ours at the same time. Yeah, we tied one. I'll just roll right into my number one then. But oh. yeah, I'm that's oh, the song where it fits into the movie and what literally just before the release of that movie had happened yeah. with Paul Walker's death. Well, and the song's a direct tribute to him. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, Charlie Puth, amazing singer, Wiz Khalifa, you know, genius rapper. Like, the the song itself is beautiful without the Paul Walker stuff, but with the Paul Walker thing and it, again, how it is in the movie. I mean, especially at the, so when I saw this movie in the theater, I was crying at the beginning. And then at the end, the, beach scene and they're playing the song and just like ugly tears like because paul walker was you know our age like you know no literally i believe he would have been i believe i looked it up while i was watching varsity blues the other day um i believe he was going to be 45 on his birthday this year yeah so and i was in love with him (laughs) so well we already had this discussion about i was in love with christina and pink yeah. Well, we just played Marmalade, so I will let you have Paul Walker. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I have a hard time watching that movie, it, even any of them now, because he's dead, but he's so good in them that you have to still watch it. And Furious yeah. 7 did a really good job of finishing up the movie because they weren't even finished yet. And then 
you know, the fact that they got his brother to play him at on the ending scene was just, you know, if you didn't know that, you would just think it was like CGI or even it was him. But when you know that, that just makes it feel so much more special too, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, I, to my knowledge, something like that has happened literally like three times that I can remember. And the first time being when Brandon Lee got shot. Right. On the, set of the, the other one was when Heath Ledger died. And mm-hmm. God, I don't even remember what, isn't that the whole imagine, whatever the heck the name of that movie was, is freaking weird. But yeah, they, Johnny Depp came in and they had a couple of different people come in to replay how scenes played out so that they could finish right all that and then yeah obviously well carrie fisher in the star wars whichever star wars movie it was she died before they were done and they had to like cgi her into it or whatever yeah so um but yeah back to the song i mean obviously it has a special place in our hearts i think because of the tragedy of paul walker dying but again even without that i mean So I just wanted to play it for a second, the intro, because it just immediately tugs at your heartstrings. Like, I mean, it's so pretty and so sad. And his voice. Oh, I mean, this song is heartbreaking even without paul walker being dead it's it's just yeah it was perfect for the movie it was it was a perfect tribute to him and i think you know and of course all the actors you know that that scene at the end of that movie is just you can tell that they're all feeling it and it it was just a beautiful tribute and send off for him you know at the end of that movie so now I kind of want to go watch it again, but <laughs> literally, uh, you could ask George, when we went to see it in the theater, I was crying as soon as the movie started, like, just because I knew what was coming, you know, or well, I, because I knew he was dead and I was already sad, like. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to lie. That was, Seven was probably, it is the last movie in the franchise that I've watched. I haven't gone and watched anything since, and well, I mean, it's only one other movie, but yeah. yeah. I, well, all right. I, hey, we had that one in the same spot and two in common. So, hey, we were right. Okay. So I guess we know what your number one is. So let's go for it and tell us what, what you have to say about it. It's not like there's a whole heck of a lot of a freaking mystery to it. <laughs> it's an awesome freaking song. And if you weren't paying attention earlier, obviously my number one is from a star is born and it is shallow. Mm -hmm. It's, it's a great song. The fact Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga nailed it completely. Um, They aren't the only people since that have attempted to try and, duet the hell out of the song people may not necessarily agree with me on this one but i personally love garth and trisha's version Ooh, i have not heard it but i don't know that i want to (laughs) i forever and always will always be a garth brooks guy and there isn't really a whole hell of a lot he could do that's gonna piss me off Hmm. all right i'll check it out i mean i love them too or well I mean, it doesn't I love I love Garth's music but yeah. It's not on the same level as Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga, don't get me wrong, but as far as the remakes go and redos go and all that, it's not a horrible version of the song. Okay. So, yes. And the lyrics amazing are so movie. good. Amazing movie, amazing song. And it's so funny, yeah. you know, that they barely know it's each really other, huge. that they no, barely know each like other, sure. but, you know, she's writing these lyrics that are like, you know, and, and this music that it's like, you know, are you, are you tired of trying to fill the void? Like, she, it's like, she already knows him, you know, like, yeah. like she knows what he's no, doing. And it, it really, it hits you deep. Yeah. 
I I tear up almost every time I hear it, for sure. Yeah, and their performance at the Academy Awards. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Was, yeah, it was amazing. Not saying Bradley Cooper is a horrible actor, but you know, I didn't know he could go there and deliver. Well, I didn't know Lady Gaga could act. You know, like, and I thought she did a really good job. Well, and I mean, a lot of people will say the same thing about, you know, like Madonna when we were a kid. Right. And people like that. I mean, it just proves you don't have to be a one note pony. Right. Or even like, you know, J-Lo, not that, you know, she's like this fantastic actress, but I think she's pretty good. And, you know, being in Selena is what made her want to be a singer. So it's like, you know, Mm -hmm. Being a double threat is, or even a triple threat when you can dance, is yeah. a good, you know. I can dance. <laughs> you can dance if you want to. That's my motto. And if your friends don't dance, and if they don't dance, well, they're no friend of mine. Exactly. I dance all the damn time. I even have a sign in my kitchen that says, this kitchen is for dancing. And people are like, oh, really? Do you really dance in your kitchen? Fuck yeah, I do all the time (laughs) yeah i was gonna say just because i say i can dance doesn't mean i do it well yeah but who cares but yeah exactly especially when you know you're in your kitchen or your home or whatever why not freaking just let loose and live free i sing and dance all the time while i'm cleaning and doing dishes and cooking and yeah i don't care all right. I started on driving down the road when I've got the radio <laughs> cranked up and a nice, not specific one, but say an 80s power ballad comes on the radio and. Oh, yeah. And, I, bah! and people are looking in, out their freaking windows at me at a stoplight and it's like, fuck you. Yeah, I don't care. I I sing all the time in the car or I told I messaged Tim yesterday. I was like, "Okay, I was listening to The Overlook and I was laughing so hard my body was like, you know, shaking and people in the car next to me were looking at me cuz I was laughing. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm either singing or laughing." So, yeah, I'm not going to lie and there's a certain tangent in the opening of that show that kind of made me laugh my ass off yeah me too there, there not, was a couple <laughs> i know there are certain people that listen to both your show my show and the overlook as well and i don't want to spoil it because it's the first time the boys have been back in a month yeah so yeah check it out and report back afterwards and we can discuss yeah and tim and dewey are always pretty funny and tim in particular cracks my shit up i think just because we have kind of a similar sense of humor Mm -hmm. um but anyway yeah i was i was laughing pretty hard in the car so today's episode is brought to you by baxter blue do you experience digital eye strain from too much blue light exposure from digital screens Blue light is coming from everything that we spend all of our time on. Computers, phones, tablets, even your TV. Baxter Blue Glasses are not your average frames. These blue light lenses filter 80% of the highest energy blue light, eliminating 99% of glare. This past year, we have all been glued to our devices more than ever. I know that when I was working from home, and especially since my husband has, so much more time is spent in front of digital devices. Our exposure to digital light has soared, and our eyes and our sleep are suffering as a result. Baxter Blue is also a force for good and provides a pair of reading glasses for someone in need for every pair sold. This is eyewear built for our digital age, and Baxter Blue is giving the SipList listeners 10% off your next purchase of blue light, sleep, or kids' glasses. Click the link in the show notes for your exclusive discount. This is the sign you have been waiting for to invest in blue light glasses. We know that you will love your Baxters, and we know that you will feel the difference. Goodbye. Um, okay, so I guess let's move on to my number one. And, Do we have to? Well, yes, and either, so this is going to go one of two ways. You're either going to be like, why the hell did I not think of that? Or you're going to be like, 
meh, I didn't really like that movie and that song, and it's not really my kind of music. So let's just I'm probably gonna, the first one. I'm gonna start playing it, and you can, you know, punch yourself in the face as soon as you get it. So here okay. we go. Are you freaking kidding me? No. Oh my god. Which one is it? Lose yourself from eight no. miles. Well, yes, but I meant. Wait, hold on. The intro is my favorite part. It's so pretty. Okay. How did you not think of that? Honest to God, no freaking clue. <laughs> I love that movie. I love that song. That song is on my Spotify playlist. Yeah, I love that movie. Love that song. The beginning of it doubled. chills every time. Yeah, and it. I even doubled it up as it's not only on my usual traditional Spotify playlist, but it's also on my workout Spotify playlist. Oh yeah, that's a good one. I mean, I mean, I'm a freaking dumbass. <laughs> well, I wasn't gonna say that. That's not really fair. But I, I mean, you weren't gonna say it, but yeah, I really am. Honestly, when you were talking about an Academy Award-winning song, that's I thought that you got that. That's the song. Like I completely forgot about, even though "Shallow" was on my list. I don't know why I didn't think that one would be on yours. I don't know. I guess I just thought this one would be more. Um, yeah. Yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I mean, first of all, Eminem coming out of nowhere with his acting skills, I thought he was really, really good. And then to deliver an Academy Award winning rap song is unheard of. Well, yeah, considering all of the controversy going into that year at the academy awards and the grammys and the everything where yeah uh, i guess i don't remember what you're talking about well no it, it was through that whole period of time where it wasn't necessarily directly linked to eight mile but he went through a period where um oh you mean just the controversy with eminem in general well, yeah, I mean, Eminem is Eminem, but I mean, I think it was right around that time where the gay rights, yeah, and boycotting him. I believe it was. I believe that one was at the Grammys where he and Elton John performed together. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, he's not necessarily the biggest lightning rod for the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Right. And I think that Elton John thing was, uh, on one hand, it was definitely a, it was a move. I don't know that Eminem's ever sat down and been like, oh, if I had one chance to perform with anybody, it'd be Elton John. But also there must have been some sincerity behind it, or I don't think Elton John would have done it. So. Yeah, no, I. He he didn't have to do shit like that. (laughs) Like No, I'm sure they probably had to sit down and talk about it and. Elton John being Elton John, be like, okay, if you're not going to be sincere about this, you know what? Fuck off because I'm not going to waste my time. Yeah. Well, and, you know, Eminem has grown a lot and has admitted, you know, to, you know, different things. But also, you have to know that, and I'm not in any way excusing some of the horrible things he says in his songs, but it's also all satire. Like, yeah, I think, um, oh, most of the stuff he says, and he even makes fun of himself, you know, it's all, it's not meant to be serious. Like, I don't think he really hates gay people. And he's, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, come on. Did you see the interview? Like the movie, the interview? Yeah. Where he's doing the the interview with James Franco. And and he's like, uh, wait, did you just say you're gay? He's like, yeah i'm a homosexual i'm actually surprised nobody's figured this out before i've been leaving like little breadcrumbs of gay all over the place (laughs) right so i think that's just you know who he is right or wrong but yeah obviously he's a controversial figure especially to be given an academy award but yeah well yeah especially fucking earned it yeah 
Well, and especially considering the academy is not very big on, um, we kind of sort of brought this up when we were talking about the year Silence of the Lambs won for best yeah, picture yeah. because of the fact it was up against JFK, it was up against Bugsy, it was up against um, fuck a Disney movie, Beauty and the Beast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And one other movie, and it's like wow it any one of those movies rightfully could have beaten silence of the lambs for best picture and it's a quote-unquote horror movie which never wins best picture i mean horror is you know traditionally always left out of the oscar categories and i think that's kind of bullshit but that's neither here nor there (laughs) well yeah generally horror doesn't even get nominated let alone win right and i honestly can't think of another one since that has one um i think get out was nominated i can't remember i don't think it won best picture but it was at least nominated so that was something which again get out and silence of the lambs are borderline horror i wouldn't you know you could also put them both in a thriller category and they fit depending on your definition yeah um but yeah, I don't. I, I don't know that. Consider Sons of the Lambs more true crime than well, not necessarily true crime, but. Um. But yeah. So, uh, back to lose yourself. First of all, we have to love that one because he he gives a shout out to Salem's Lot. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> For the King fans, but no, that song is just. I mean, it's an empowering song. I mean, it's it's an anthem, and mm-hmm. despite the fact that it's you know the music and the beat and and everything and how it fits with the movie, which is just amazing. If you have not seen eight mile, you need to watch it. If you haven't seen eight mile, I don't know where you've been, but it's incredible. Um, Yeah, no, I remember watching that. I've seen it so many times. The whole, the rap battle at the end, I can, I can sing the whole thing or rap the whole thing from start to finish. (laughs) It's, It's amazing. I challenge you to do that with Dewey. Ooh. Yeah, I bet I bet Dewey and I could could do that, but I get to be Eminem. He has to be. Well, I guess we can't do the Papa Doc one because he doesn't even get to say anything. But we could figure it out. That would be fun. <laughs> challenge accepted, <laughs> or challenge extended, Dewey. So there you go. Um, I think you know even just the very beginning of the song. I feel like is the lyrics are so powerful. You know. If you had one shot, one opportunity to get everything you ever wanted, would you take it or would you let it slip away? Like that's, that's life, you know, mm-hmm. it's like there's fate, but then at some point you've got to make your own choices to not to, this is one of my favorite quotes from a movie um, that is said by a stripper, angel stripper, um, can't hardly wait. She said, there is fate, but it only takes you so far because once you get to that moment, it's up to you to decide what you're gonna do and that's what he's saying and yeah it's a life mantra well no and yeah i'm firmly of the belief that you know fate is involved in all of our lives but at the same time you can't just sit back and bam let it fall in your lap either you've got to take the steps because it won't necessarily yeah no i mean but yeah i mean you have to even not necessarily even work for it, but you have to take the necessary steps to prepare yourself for that fateful moment to arrive and become what it's going to become as part of your life. Right. But I guess in the same way, that's the same way as working for it. So, you know, well, either way, I'm very happy that we had two in common and that even we had the same number on number two. I am a little disappointed that the song did not make your list, but I will not hold it against you. So. Yeah. I don't even know why I didn't even, I love that movie. Yeah. I've seen it hundreds of times. Same. And it's one of those ones that hasn't been necessarily put on the schedule yet for an evening at the movies, but. Totally should be. I, exactly i look forward to um one Let's, of our amazing listeners to get involved on the facebook group and say hey we would like you to do eight mile with the queen amanda kohoffer <laughs> and then i i could uh we could rap battle at the end 
Freaky, yeah, my rap girls are about as freaking quality as. Yeah. I, yeah, I only so I memorized like the very last part because it was my favorite, like, like just the very last part where he's like, you know, taking down Papa Doc. Like, it's just so hilarious. Like, I love it. <laughs> it's yeah, like, I'm seriously not gonna. When I walked into that movie theater, I had no expectations. Yeah, same. On because it it's it's Eminem, whatever. Right. He ain't gonna be that, and it wasn't very freaking long into the movie, and it's like, holy shit. Yeah. And if you, I think the rap battle parts are amazing too. If you because if you know rap music really well, you mm. get so many of the references, and then there's even like pop culture references too that just like. You know, when he's like, that leave it to beaver line almost killed me. I'm like, yeah, that was hilarious. Um, and then my favorite parts at the very end when he's like, um, he's like, this guy don't want to battle. He shook because ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. Like, I freaking love that song. Shook Ones by Mob Deep. And it's like, that song is old. So if you don't know old school, like early 90s or late 80s rap, you wouldn't even get that. But even if you don't, it's still good. But I was when, the first time I watched that movie. When I heard that, I was like, "Yes, I freaking love that song." So anyway, so anyway, yeah. I just I think you know all of these songs are amazing, and I could have, like I said, I had a hard time even putting them in a in an order. But "Lose Yourself" would easily be my favorite, just because it's so unexpected. So yeah, I I think I need to make some adjustments. I mean, I won't my list for this episode is finalized and all that, but for long-term, I'm going to make some adjustments and okay. wow. Cause <laughs> how do you freaking leave off eight mile? Uh, do you want to call that one of your honorable mentions now that I've brought it up? <laughs> oh, it, I literally for this list, um, we're not doing musicals. So I'll just 86 mama Mia off of my honorable mentions then. And we'll throw lose yourself in, in that spot. Okay. So yeah, I th- we talked about this off the air, but I, because it would have taken up my whole list, I did exclude um, Moulin Rouge was the only musical I let myself choose one song from. Um, Greatest Showman, I could have picked like three songs. Mamma Mia, at least Mamma Mia would have made it. Um, Hairspray, I, you know, one or two songs, like that would have taken up my whole list. Yeah, I can say you're already plus five right now. Yeah, so like we need a separate list for Disney. I also think musicals deserve their own list, but only for, I mean, I love musicals. So, and and like Hamilton, Hamilton could have taken up the entire five just by itself. Oh God, still had some left over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like we've always said though too, this may be the end of our by era top five, but there's still so many different, yeah i mean when you're a music lover there there's endless things to talk about i mean oh yeah I which mean, is why i have this podcast can do whatever and we are at no shortage of topics for no. my appearances on the sip list because exactly i can guarantee you by sunday one of us will probably have two or three more ideas for different ideas between oh, i'm sure because even musicals soundtracks. I, yeah I couldn't even do an all-time musicals list, I don't think. I think I would have to break that down into at least, you know, two decades together. Like, especially like what we talked about on the, you know, 1970 back, there's so many musicals. And then you get into the 2000s and, you know, 2010s where musicals were making a comeback that there's just too many. Yeah. So... Yeah. All right. Well, so it, was that your only honorable mention? Um, Besides Mamma Mia? Do, uh, I had two more. Uh, Mad World from Donnie Darko. Yeah. I love and that song. Freaking, yeah. Twisted, mysterious, everything. I love songs like that. Do you know that Mad World is also a different version of it is in Major League? That's the same Mad World song, right? It is. Mad World's yeah. been recorded like a million times. It's a it's a really good song. Oh, everybody's got a. You're not almost a 
musical icon if you don't have a version of Mad World. Right. <laughs> and the other one I had was from the original, well, not original. It was the rebirth of the Transformers, but. Oh. yeah sorry go ahead no yeah i mean i forgot about that song love lincoln park yeah yeah no i it's literally i was one of those kids that loved transformers growing up and as i grew up it became a distant memory and then michael bay making those movies and it's like Oh, my childhood has just come back to me. Yeah. The yeah. original one was epic. The second one was okay. It, it started to go. Yeah. The bowl now at this point. The second one had um, some not thinly veiled racism in it that I didn't care for, but. <laughs> um, yeah. With, with those robots. But yeah, I, the original Transformers was, yeah, the shit. Um, so I had a couple of honorable mentions. The main one that was basically tied with Come What May, and I, I had a hard time choosing which one to put on the list, but it is, and this one may be really, this one is obscure, so you might not even know it. A lot of people may not, but I would definitely check it out just because it's an adorable, beautiful song. Um, but it is Anyone Else But You by the Moldy Peaches, and it's in Juno, which is not a huge movie that lots of people have seen either, but it's adorable. So I'm gonna have to check out both the movie and the song. I don't know why I never watched it. I it's really I've, good. I've seen it and highly recommended it. I just never got around to seeing it. No, it's I I highly recommend it. It's very good. And um you know there's the moldy peaches but then also at the end Ellen Page now Elliot Page but Ellen Page and Michael Sarah sing it together at the end and it's just adorable. It's it's a really sweet like cute folksy love song and it's obscure but it's one of my favorite songs. So Alrighty. Well, because the Queen recommends it, I will absolutely check it out. Thank you. And then my other two real quick were uh kind of tied as well. Um Young and Beautiful by Lana Del Rey from The Great Gatsby. Beautiful song. And Skyfall by Adele from Skyfall. Another Bond theme. Adele killed it. You can't go wrong with a freaking James Bond theme. Yeah. And Adele, I mean, slays everything. Let's just be honest. She's phenomenal. Adele is Adele. Yeah. (laughs) And everything that she touches turns freaking gold. Yes. I also had a uh, canned heat from Napoleon Dynamite just because I love that song too. That wasn't written for the movie or anything. Jamiroquai canned heat, great song, <laughs> mm-hmm. and a great movie. I mean, who didn't have a vote for Pedro shirt after that came out? Like, come on. Um, hello. <laughs> so, real quick, uh, two things. Uh, one more quick honorable mention, and I won't go into it, but it's just because I want to recommend the movie to everybody that hasn't seen it. Um, and I, I completely forgot to mention it, but the song is Glory by John Legend, and it's from the movie Selma. So my main thing here is if you haven't seen Selma, you need to watch it. It's really important, especially in our current climate. Um, and also the song is just heartbreaking and beautiful. John Legend, everything he does, I feel like is amazing, but um well, you know, it's baked it, into his name. Yeah. I mean he's he's got an egot. I mean, come on, he's he's the man. <laughs> yeah, then that's not something that just everybody eventually over the course of their career has. No, it's very, very rare. Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Yep. It's, it's not easy to achieve. I mean, you have, it's, it's a quadruple threat and it's hard to, very hard to accomplish. So, um, you know, that's, it's a heavy song and a heavy movie, but it, the song is actually really beautiful and inspirational and it gives me chills. So look it up. And if you haven't seen the movie, definitely watch it. Um, it's really important. And so I just wanted to throw that in there. Um, and then the other thing was we were also kind of talking off, uh, air about this but um 
we uh, doing a little quick Star Wars tribute, which we're a few days late from May the 4th, but I have a Star Wars Mad Libs pad. And so I wanted to see if you wanted to do a quick Mad Libs. Bring it on. I'm always down for anything Star Wars related. Okay. So this is pretty cool. So we're just going to go quick and you're going to give me the words and then I'll read it back to you. Okay. Okay. Plural noun. Books. Okay. Verb. Drinking. We're going to say drink because it's not. Well, actually. Yeah. Okay. Plural noun. You need to chop it up to change the tense to make it fit better. That's fine with me. Well, it's not a a verb ending in ing. Like that's a separate thing that they do. So yeah. Okay. Plural noun. Um, It's hard to be put on the spot. Especially when you're live on the air. Um, Movies. Okay. Plural noun. (laughs) Shoes. Okay. (laughs) Plural noun. Oh, Lord. What did you think? (laughs) Plural noun one? Shoot. Uh, Pillows. Okay. And noun. Car. Adjective. Gigantic. Okay. Plural noun. Just start thinking of a bunch of nouns because there's a few more. Bottles. Okay. Noun. TV. That word is starting to sound funny to me. I've said it so many times. Noun. (laughs) Uh, Blanket. Okay. Another noun. Hat. Verb ending in ing. Sipping. Yay. Okay, noun. King. Verb. Watch. Adverb. Quickly. And noun. Storm. Okay. Wow, you kept that way more PG than I normally do it. Whoa. (laughs) That's okay, though. It won't be the last time we revisit this and... Probably not. But my brain is more prepared. How, next time, next time I get drunk, let's do it. <laughs> oh. So okay. next time we record. Right. How to use a lightsaber by Obi-Wan Kenobi. This should be good. As a Jedi master, I have taught some of the most talented books in the galaxy how to drink with a lightsaber. Yeah, you have. <laughs> Here are some tips for you. The most important thing to remember when you're wielding one of these precise movies is to trust your shoes. (laughs) (laughs) This way, you'll be able to sense your enemy's pillows before it's too late. (laughs) 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 I love Mad Libs. (laughs) A lightsaber is not only for use in Jedi to car combat. (laughs) It also comes in handy if you find yourself in a gigantic spot. For example, it can burn through metal bottles, a convenient trick to have up your TV if the Empire detains you in a holding blanket. (laughs) 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 Okay. (laughs) Some of the freaking Um, PG ones are just as freaking hilarious. Oh, yeah, they are. While a lightsaber is a beautiful hat, be careful if you see someone sipping with a red one. This king works for the dark side. Finally, the most important part of learning how to watch with a lightsaber whenever you're in battle fight quickly may the storm be with you always (laughs) okay sorry that that was totally random but i just really wanted to do it no it was fun and yeah even the pg the words made it oh yeah (laughs) oh Although now I'm thinking of some bad words that could have been put in there that would have been really funny. But anyway, oh, that's yeah, okay. now geez, <laughs> it's always 2020 on that. Well, of course, because you can't read it ahead of time. That's cheating. So no, and it doesn't make it as fun because once you start reading through it, it's all like, okay, well now you have a preset obvious answer that fits into that one, and the whole joy of Mad Libs is the fact that 
nothing flows perfectly. Exactly. Like well, okay. That was a lot of fun. And of course, I'm always excited when we uh, get to talk about our favorite stuff. So I uh, know we have some stuff coming up on an evening at the movies, um, hopefully Beetlejuice with Jen. And at some point we are going to have to have our Barney and Joey debate. So yeah, I'm dragging my feet state champion debater. <laughs> Whatever. Everybody can look forward to that in the future. Um, and yeah. Uh, what do you have coming up on an evening at the movies? Um, immediately coming up. Um, Betty and June. Um, oh, yes. We need to get a hold of Mrs. Higgins and lock down a date for Beetlejuice. Those are the two big ones that are definitely looking forward to dates coming up. Basically, you know the drill. Yeah. If you want to keep informed. You can find us on all social media platforms. Yep. As well as stay up to date by listening to the show. And my co-host will also gladly keep you informed if she knows things too. Yes. All right. Well, uh, happy Friday. Have a good weekend. I'm sure I will talk to you very soon. And all righty. All right. Thanks for coming. And um, to everyone else, when life gets tough, just keep sipping. Goodbye. 